Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. That is so cool. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So here we are, and and the reason we're, do, we're doing a series here, this, this Influent Live show, we really want to blast false paradigms um, in, the, in basically to keep Christians from winning. And here, here's the thing, right? In, in the, Jewish, the Jewish faith, Moses uh, said, you know, you'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You'll lend to many nations and borrow from them, right? You look at the Jewish culture, they've, you know, 60% of the jobs in Hollywood are the Jews. You look at the 24% of the Nobel laureates, right? And so the Jews are massively winning, right? And then God says to his people, he says to us, he says, you will reign in life. It says, You'll, you, you know, we have all those promises, right? And yet I see so few Christians actually winning, mm-hmm. right? Why aren't we the top scientists? Why aren't we the top businessmen? And why aren't we the best politicians, right? Doesn't it seem like we should be, right? And the issue is there's some, there's some things that hold us back and it's here. It's here. So I want to talk, we're, we're in this series of why Christians lose. Why Christians set themselves up to lose. And so we hit a couple ones, one, one, a couple, this is number three. Our first one was, um, what was our first one, Amber? The, the, it was, no, no, it was, it was um, the prohibitive will of God. Yeah, it's the prophetic pitfall. So it's this idea that you, you know, there's only one thing you can do, hmm. right? The second one, what was the second one? Missions. The missions, the missions trap, that only missions mattered, right? That nothing else mattered. So this one is permission to win. I, I, I here's, here's my, you know, I, I see Christians, we don't have permission to win. You know, it, it's like we feel like there's, it's not holy. You know, I was just talking to my son this morning, actually, and he, he said, Dad, I always felt like I didn't know how business, how making money would be compatible with this, what he calls the fasted lifestyle, which is really just a definition of a holy lifestyle, right? He didn't know. Hey, Joy. Ah, nice. <laughs> Can I see that? Dinner served. <laughs> She can't hear you, but she knows you can see her. So. Okay. Joy, say hello to the 20 million followers. There you go. This is as real as it gets. Right. Enjoy your dinner. No, you don't have to do the massage tonight. Just go. I'm sorry. So, so um, you know that he said he said my son said he I don't know how it was compatible with the fasted lifestyle and he said honestly and he is a successful banker he said honestly it was just a couple years ago that i finally the switch finally flipped you know so jim share share your own story with us about about you know this this running room and this you know you know you had an encounter with the trump website you know of all things you know tell us tell us about that yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, a little, a little, little background is you know, uh, I got saved in a typical evangelical fundamental church, and you know, learned all the basic, uh, you know, the basic stuff that we learn, including a picture of the future that has been widely, uh, you know, bought into for the last couple hundred years. Which, frankly, 
we, we don't end up, we end up in good shape, but that's only after Jesus returns in a glorified body and we get glorified bodies. So I learned all that. Then I was uh, very fortunate to uh, sit under the teaching of a, of a man that you know personally, Bob, uh, Dennis Peacock, and he really is the first one that I, I heard talk about the kingdom of God and the, and the, the dominion mandate for man on the planet, which really goes back to Genesis when God revealed the, uh, the purpose for man on the earth. At some level, he revealed the purpose. And from the beginning, man was to have dominion on the earth and uh, to be fruitful and multiply. And I like to say to take God's person, his presence, his power, and his ways and make his ways known across this planet. So we see that we see the uh, Israel raised up as a nation, and you know they they are preparing to cross over into the Promised Land. And uh, very interesting scripture in, in, in Numbers 14 when when they they failed to cross over because of the bad report, the evil report from the from the ten spies, and uh, God's getting ready to smoke them. And Moses intercedes and says, pardon them for your name's sake, Lord. And, of course, God says a very interesting thing. He says, I will pardon them according to your word. But this is the interesting thing. He said, but as I live, this is God, as I live, the earth will be filled with my glory. And the implication there is clear that, that implicit with the plan of God's people entering into a physical land and demonstrating life in God, his ways that they'd been taught all the way through, read Deuteronomy. They'd been taught his ways and they'd been promised, if you will go into this land and walk in my ways and live in, in covenant with me according to Torah, my, my ways, you will have dominion and no one will be able to stand against you. And implicit with that, <laughs> implicit with that calling was the earth being filled with his glory so, so we know that affect you jim i'm not i'm not tracking here so, so uh, okay well I'm, I'm just i'm just trying to give a background that i this this concept of man is supposed to in god god's people are supposed to have dominion on the earth we've we've come into the abrahamic covenant we've been grafted into that and there shouldn't be anything in us that expects anything but to win i don't mean every battle I don't mean that we get the easy road, but I mean we ought to have an overcoming spirit in us, and so that was that was instilled in me in the early in my early years in the faith. Right. I kind of lost track of it through a, a next part of my journey, but but several events happened uh, about two years ago, and I'll just share the one the story of that the, the website find because you mentioned that. So this was in the in the primaries when Donald Trump was running against the 17 candidates for the, for the, to be the nominee for the Republican party. And I just felt prompted for whatever reason to go to his website, not, not his political website. Cause at that time I didn't think he had a chance and I just wasn't even that interested in his political views, but I got to thinking about his business cause I'm a real estate guy. So I go to his website and I was, I was struck in a, in a, in a profound way by the by the excellence of it the user friendliness the 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 display the graphics the functionality not to mention the the properties and the reach that this guy has and and the uh the, just the the influence that he has uh 
has built in the real estate empire. And I heard in my, in that still small voice, I heard the question, why is that him and not you? And I mean, it was very, why is that him and not you? And it was very personal, but I felt like I was hearing not just for me, but I was hearing for the body of Christ. Why is that him and not you? And the first response that started to bubble up out of me, and this really isn't the way I, I think, but it was something along the lines of, well, the devil isn't opposing him because he's already got him, but the devil's opposing us Christians. So, and as soon as I, that thought started, I heard a sharp rebuke, and I won't tell you the exact word because I, I don't think it was God's vocabulary, but it, it was it was filtered through my the way I would talk. And let's just say the initials are B S. Okay. <laughs> and 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 the and the question there was like, when are you going to stop making excuses? Blaming, yeah, blaming the for devil. why you don't succeed. When and and then the. I've given you all authority in heaven and earth, right? Right. And then the answer came to me twofold. Here's why it's him and not you. <laughs> and the first thing was, number one, he doesn't have a picture of the future coming crashing to a close where there's no real reason to build something long-term or generationally. He's actually out at sea with the full throttle not expecting to go off the edge of the earth right. or, or, to, or to hit a cliff. Right. So, so he doesn't have any future baggage. Number two, for whatever reason, he actually expects to win. If you watch everything he does and listen, and by the way, this isn't about me right. being whatever Joe. He, does, he expects to be the main he, thing he, going. Yeah, a, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a competitor. And I tell you, I was, I was uh, cut to the quick because I realized if anybody should expect to win and have a hope for the future, it should be the people who have God living on the inside of them Amen. and have been given Amen. everything necessary Amen. for life and godliness. So that was that was a aha moment, one of many over the last two years that have literally transformed the way that I view my purpose on the planet. Uh, I want to infect as many people as I possibly can with a hopeful picture of the future that's not, it's based in truth and with a accountability and expectation that whatever we do, we're to do it with such an excellence that the world will look at us and say, take me to your leader because I want to learn his ways. And that's exactly what scripture says is going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we want to influence society, right? We want, we want to share the gospel. We want people to look to us for answers, right? But if we don't, if we're, if we're flops, right, who's going to be looking to us? The truth is they want to learn, they want to learn how to win, right? So if they're going to be, they're looking to people who are successful. Well, Bob, success if, if, if I could. It's the currency of the world system. Right. And if I could address that. Pursue that in, in, a, in, a, in a good way. So we've shrunk down the definition of ministry or what our purpose is to the saving of souls and possibly helping people live a clean, moral life. And should we do both of those? Absolutely. But the word ministry just doesn't mean dealing with the souls of men and the, and the eternal destinies. You know, we ask people, what would you do if you died tomorrow? Where would you spend eternity? And frankly, they're not asking that question. The question they're asking is, show me how the heck to live in case I live tomorrow. You know, I mean, it, their eternal destiny is 
of primary importance. But the way that we're going to be winsome and the way that we're going to influence most people is by letting our light so shine that men will see our good works, the way we work, the way we live, right. and glorify our Father. Yeah, and, and I don't mind the world getting, the, 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 the Christians getting the world's attention, right, by, by being exemplary and by being examples of wealthy, but then we're generous, right, or being examples mm -hmm. of influential, but we're kind and we're humble and we're, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, let's, we need to, honestly, Jesus, or the, the Bible says, we'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You'll lend to nations and borrow from not, right? He said, he said, uh, you know, he said, uh, he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Right. Why, why shouldn't Christians be, be the best? But th there's really, there's issues. We have issues up here, right? Mm -hmm. right. And, um, you know, you know, you know, sh share a little bit of, of your story and the, you know, what happened to you as you really started to head into the music industry, which you're doing now mm -hmm. in an amazing way, but just what happened with, your, your kind of spiritual counsel. Yeah, I got sideswiped when um, I switched from my, from my martial arts career to music. And that's a long story, but I'll shorten it. It's like, as a competitor, you know, like there was only one mentality. Like obviously we're training you to gotta, go you're, win. You're going to win. There you right. go. <laughs> you know, and how hard did you train? How, yeah, how serious hard. were you? Yeah. yeah, we're in the gym for hours every day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which is Love 1 Corinthians 9.24. You, you know, only one wins the prize. Run in such a way mm -hmm. as to win. Yeah, we weren't yeah. trying to participate, you know. Kelly? But it was like, <laughs> amen. Come on. No blue ribbons. So through that, it was like, I had like I had built up a really good reputation, number one in the Midwest. Like it was like, okay, great. But then I get saved, 17 years old. God has me lay that whole thing down, pursue music, and I'm like, dude, like this is what I've done my whole life. You know, I don't even know how to sing or play anything. You know. But anyways, going into that transition, letting this whole thing go, pursuing this, it was probably like a year and a half into like being saved. And I'm like ready to take over my whole city. I don't know any better, you know, like white nature, and apostolic, I'm ready to lead. I'm like, dude, we can do a prayer walk and win Topeka, Kansas for God, you know, and I'm just like, ah, you're fiery. You're oh yeah, so I had the whole thing journaled and written out and how it was gonna go, you know, and again, you sometimes we have to, yeah, we have to like hone in Awesome. immaturity, but there was still some real validity in there. And um, I just remember going to this, uh, to this leader and, this was a moment in my life that I knew that I had gotten shut down. I didn't realize it till later on, you know, years after. But I remember approaching her, and I, in, in my head, it was like there was no limit to what I believed God could do or what we could accomplish together. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have a cap yet. Come on. So when I sat down, though, in this meeting, it took a lot of vulnerability, but I just remember there was two things that really just shut me down. And she was like, the first question out of her mouth was, was how, you know, how long have you been saved? And I was like, I mean, I don't know, a couple of years, you know, a year and a half, I don't know, you know, like, I didn't know that that meant anything, you know, but then it was like, you know, Jordan, sometimes people get given things not to fulfill them, but to, but to just pray and, and let someone else fulfill Wow. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment. Shoot the dream. Oh, yeah. We moment, need to condition you to lose. <laughs> I didn't know how to handle it, you know, because it was like there was no expounding on that. There was no leading. Unbelievable. In that. Wow. It was like because I haven't been saved long enough and know God in a way. Uh, and wow, like if I have this dream and vision and ambition to want to go see something happen, I just have to wait for someone else to go do it. I'm not the one to do it. Wow. Yeah. And wow. it's almost like the whole, the, how long have you been saved? It's, it is like there's this, 
well, there's a risk, there's a holiness, right? You might not be able to be holy and, and pursue that, right? There's this, and there's this idea that pursuing success, right? Being a successful recruiter, being a successful song and story business, being a successful financial business owner, that there's, you're risking, there's a risk there that you'll lose your soul or that something, you know, that it's unholy. And, and let's talk about it, is that, is, that, is that the case? Is that the case, are we, are we at risk? Well, of course. <laughs> My voice is all messed up, but right. you know the reality is. It sounded like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is live I'm Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one thing I heard someone once say about what you just described and other circ circumstances that, you know, put us to the uh, the temptation of whatever life presents us. I think the Lord gets a thrill from it. I think the Father yeah. actually delights in the tension that we feel. That's reality there. He's not writhing his hands. He's not scared. No. You, you're not dealing with someone who's now dealing with fear. You're dealing with someone who knows our very beings and wants us to grow and delights in the tension that we're going to feel with pride, with temptation of all different sorts. He's not scared about it because... Um, the process is what brings the character yeah. into us. That's right. And how it many, gives him glory. Have you ever had the Lord deal with something in your heart that was off? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 successful. <laughs> what is successful? Pretty much. He's really good at dealing yeah. with the with the junk that comes up, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. I remember I remember praying for someone or asking a, some person who was a Catholic if I could pray for them for healing. They said, "Oh no, no." wouldn't want to be healed because that's the source of my humility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, really? Well, let me beat you up then. Let's get Jordan over there with some, pull back some of that martial arts. We'll really get you feeling humble. You can really help the Little, little five-fold ministry. You but know? but is it, it's this idea we don't want to lay hold of the temporal promises because of the risk. But there's an element of distrust of heaven, right? That he sure. is he is the God of our hearts. He's able to steward our hearts. Or yeah, yeah, distrust of ourselves. You know, yeah. the fear of screwing up. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yes. You know. So what? What about this? What about you know? Uh, poverty. Poverty is godly, right? What? What about <coughs> that? You know. He. I, I wrote down some thoughts here. I, I said. You know, it's interesting, you never, as a, as a person of poverty, you never have to learn benevolence. You never have to learn benevolence. And is earning nothing really more holy than earning millions and giving it away? Yes or no? It's honestly, it's yesterday's religion, right? It just has no place. It has no place. And, 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 and I contend that we are kings and queens in the making. And kings control resources. Kings are influential. Kings control re he he wants to give us ability to control resources and to have influence and have a pure heart in doing so. That's that's his objective. That's his objective. One of his objectives. Right. He wants us to learn how to how to control these things. You know, Jim, what do you think? I absolutely agree. I mean, that's that's the character of Christ. I mean, he has all power and authority, and yet he's 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 the picture of humility. And uh, you know that's why he's the oh, yeah that's why he's the only one worthy or that's capable of bearing the weight of all glory, all power, all riches, all, all you know all thanksgiving. 
See, we get a little of that on earth, and we blow up. You give somebody a little bit of riches, and if they don't have the character of Christ, you know, they, they blow up. But, but he raises sons and daughters and chisels our character so that we can carry and contain and steward wisdom and riches and wealth and influence. And that's, I agree with you, Bob. That's his, that's his goal for it. We are his workmanship. We are what he's working on on the planet. Ooh. And the way he works on us is he gives us work to do under his tutelage. And he says, go produce a return with what I've entrusted to you. And it's really a joy. You enter into his joy when you actually do what he's given us to do and exercise faith and good practice. So I totally agree with you on that one. So, you know, you asked the question, is earning nothing more holy than earning millions and giving it away? I'll, I'll add to that. Say, how about earning millions and investing it back into other ventures, which allow other up and coming young saints to come into their place? In other words, you know, that's not even giving it away. That's just continuing to sow that seed into kingdom ventures. And by the way, kingdom ventures aren't just missionary ventures. They're, uh, you know, they're building businesses in the third world or here in the United States that glorify God. So. Yeah, I, I remember having, I, I think I had, in my previous tech business, I had 30 people buy, their, buy first-time houses. I mean, honestly, yeah. because I gave them a good job. Right. Right, creating jobs. I mean, this is that's valuable, right? And creating a healthy work environment. These things are real, right? Yeah. And who better than us, right? Who who make who would make a better politician than us? You know, who'd make a better doctor? Who makes a better who, who movies? Well, Christians can't make a good movie. <laughs> We're getting there. It's coming up. The Maybe game's someday, coming up, right? Yeah. Um, so what about do not love money? Do not love money. Jesus said, do not. And he's and we're in in First Timothy six. It said, uh, "Money is the root of all kinds of evil." Those who want to get rich fall into temptation. What about that? Well, I I think just addressing both of those points, <clears throat> you know, looking back at the parable of the talents, regardless if it's a monastic monk who doesn't have much possessions, it really goes back to your giftings and are you throwing them away or are you growing and multiplying them? And there you, go. you know. When we look at money, it's a, it's, it's a resource, it's a thing to steward, and yet most people think of it as evil, treat it as evil, or has been told it's evil, and when reality is, it's a huge gift. I mean, if you may, Jesus talked about money more than just about anything else out yeah. there. I, I describe money as kind of the earthly anoint, as the earthly version of anointing. Right. Well, yeah. and I mean, and he said to even steward money is a little thing, but you got to learn how to do that first. Most people don't even know have any okay. financial. Jesus, idea. Jesus said twice. He said money is a very little thing, but it's a thing. Yes. And and then he said basically goes on to say if you're not faithful with the little thing, how right. will you be faithful with more? Meaning the kingdom. Right. And so actually the point the 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 the, uh, the uh, he's he's inferring there that how we treat money is a, it's a it's a it's an internship for how we'll walk in the kingdom. So it's a little test. Money is a test for us. It he is. wants us to win, and he wants us to use it wisely. Yeah, and it's not just a test, but it's it's a it's an opportunity to grow. So you take money for those who make it versus those who live on nothing, and it's you know okay, what do you do it? How do you steward it? How do you grow it? Um, do you do you enjoy growing it? Do you find it as a drudgery? You know, it's like 
that mm. Peloton, it's real. I mean, that was the amount of a million dollars. And yet people right. just stuck their head in the ground or threw it away or some of them doubled it or tripled it or whatever it might be. But it's, um, it's there for us and it's part of the joy of being a Christian on this side of heaven is that we get to do stuff with it. And we Absolutely. can give it away, we can grow it, yeah. we can feed our family with it, we can feed others with it. But it's a it's privilege. A, it is a privilege. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, now share share the thing, share share the thing about this the orphan, the orphan spirit and how, you know, you know, your question going up is does God even want me to win, right? Because Yeah, I mean, um, so we've we've all been on different journeys and many times it's either orphan and slave mentality and you know the orphan has to um, try to make things happen and also doesn't trust and so they don't trust the Lord they try to make things happen they're usually pretty ignorant you're on your own for sure and um, you know it's uh, they're, they're generally poor stewards and um, and they can't get anything done in a lot of ways so there's a lot more to say about that but um, there is a place where you can step into as a son where you truly are a good steward and you want to multiply and you see um, endless possibilities. Um, whereas mm-hmm. the orphan is usually very dwarfed, very short-term thinking um, wow. and very selfish thinking. I mean, wow. obviously that characterizes the body of Christ in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Short-term thinking, don't really, on their own, doesn't have a lot of help. Yeah. Feels like maybe God isn't helping, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, in and and maybe God is even destroying your business and limiting it, right? For sure. So when I was going through a season, um, you know, and it was a training season with him, but anything I touched, he just completely destroyed. <laughs> and no, just pause. Anybody uh, ever been through a season like that? Yeah, absolutely. So everything you touch, like poof. I, yeah, I, I helped. It, I helped him destroy mine. I have to be yeah. honest with you. But, uh, you know, you helped him destroy. <laughs> yeah, we definitely yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I think that's part of the the journey of a you know a child of God. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. It, the, the but it one, can be wounding. It can be right. Oh, for sure. It can be confusing. Wounding, definitely. I mean, um, depending on where you are in your heart with the Lord. But it's like it, there's several seasons for people as they learn how to steward the things of the Lord you know, um, like material things, but um, when he gives you promises and then, you know, and then he just kills everything you touch, it's disheartening, but it's being trained in really believing long-term that he does want the best for us. And he wants us to learn, you know, that uh, we have to have the character to be able to sustain what he wants to give us. (coughs) And... And if he actually gave you what you really he does, wanted. He doesn't want your pocketbook to outpace your heart. For sure. And it, but if you've got the heart, he wants you to have the pocketbook too. He I mean, does. I'm, I'm like that with my kids. Yeah. I, I'm exactly the same. I, I don't want them, if I know they can't <coughs> handle something, I don't want to give it to them. I'm not going to give them the keys of the car. But if they can handle it, I want them to have it. Yeah. It, and I, I think there's various levels of training as you get into this place of having a surrendered heart before the Father. Because when you step into stewarding unlimited possibilities inside of him, there still is a surrendered partner state with him right. where you can't take credit for it no. with what he does no. because it's so beyond your capabilities. Um, but an orphan can never understand that and frankly a slave wouldn't either. Um, yeah. So, and that affects everything about money. It's all capped thinking. You just, you think very small mm-hmm. uh, yeah. versus what we're talking about today. Yeah. yeah, boy, so true. Yeah, and and even it's like going back to what Jim said with his encounter with the, 
the Trump website, it's like, you know, you know these the, these these guys, these normal normal people out there, they don't feel like they've got a limit on them. They don't feel like they've got limited running room. They yeah. don't feel like they're about to hit a hit a glass wall any minute, right? Yeah. Which most Christians feel that way. Yeah. That some you're just going to hit a glass wall. So you don't if you're going to hit a glass wall, you sure don't run all out. Yeah. Right. I remember yeah. it was. And the, so we don't run. Right. Yeah. But even though the Bible says run your race to win, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, that just means get to heaven when you die, Bob. Oh, okay. Thank you. Actually, when I was uh, a few months ago, uh, my fiance Sasha and I who started the, the company with me, we got really kissed by the Lord in a really unique way because I just... Now, what does that mean for those people that don't understand? That means this. Kissed by the Lord. Okay. Kissed by the Lord. Okay. We had this really incredible moment where the Lord, like, uh, like revealed this opportunity to us. So we're, we just started Song and Story. And, you know, like same with like the orphan mentality, whatever. It's like I think that these things can begin to create like a, a, a false sense of humility. We all know that, you know, it's like I get afraid of becoming the subject of pride. And so I actually get limited to what I could actually become. And, um, and so I remember we started the company. Wait a minute. Say that again. So <laughs> I, I think there's something profound in there that just. Oh, there is. It's my pea brain. <laughs> yeah. So some like I'm, there was a there was a moment where my prayer began to change. I'll break it down this way: where my where my prayer life began to change. Where it was like, God, I don't want to be afraid of authority. I don't want to be afraid of influence. Mm. Fame just means yeah. a bunch of people know you wrongly. You know, that's all that that means. Yeah. I said I want to have a heart that could actually bear it and carry it and steward it. I was yeah. like, because if you're going to call me to leave this, pick up music, and you say it's going to be my most influential thing for my generation I'm on I want to be on track to be able to do Amen. That, but I'm not limiting this thing I want to be able to go as far as you want why because I believe that what I have to say needs to be heard and so it's like what I started realizing was instead of being so af- being so afraid of the platform defining me I wanted to define it come on so there you go wow that's good that but that's what we all need to do right that's oh, yeah. when he says go be the you're the, the kingdom of God is like 11 that the woman hid in the in the dough and leavened the whole lump. Yeah. We are to be yeah. the leaven, right. and we yeah. to be the, we are to be the definers, right? right? Yeah. And that was something super huge. Mm-hmm. So Sasha and I start this little company. We're writing love songs for people. This is a cool idea. People love it. But anyways, we have like you know maybe two hundred followers on our little Instagram at this time. You know, and we're just playing music, just doing what we do. You know, and we get this email, TV opportunity, and we were like, this is a joke. And come to find out, it was the executive producer team from American Idol mm. saying, well, hey, we want you guys to come and audition for our executive producer team. You know, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, we, we have a dinky video on Instagram, you know. And, but anyways, this lady, Shay, was like, we want you to come in and do it as a duo, which is something that American Idol's never done. And so wow. what I mean by this kiss from God was dinky little platform. Mm. We were not prepared for anything. We're not ready to become a duo yet. I had my thing going. She kind of had her thing going. We're just trying to start a company. So we show up with 30 other people, you know, private invitation, and we sing our song, and we don't make it. (laughs) But it was this moment because we went into it saying, God, we know right now this has nothing to do with us making it or not making it on American Idol. It has everything to do with I can take I can open up any door. There you go. Would you even be ready for this if I did it? And we Amen. Said, wouldn't be. And so we That's got a what he today. wants. Hey, we want you to come on America's Got Talent. <laughs> Just a few hours ago. Come on, man. Yeah. Woo. Dude. 
And so what we're realizing is we're like, okay, we're going to stop fronting and being all of, well, God, I don't want to be an idol of America. Throw it away, man. Stuff that we start doing, I get it. But it's like, yo, we've got something to say and something to define. That's right. yeah. And so it's like, so we're going to go out there and be able to do yeah. it. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So we drive out yeah. to Nashville in, in January and go do that. Yeah, and so sweet. it's just like we're watching God open up opportunities and doors and changing paradigms even in us because we don't want to be limited. And to be honest, not even just like like every person that's in music is not called to be a worship leader on a Christian church stage. Amen. <laughs> so like Uh-oh. with that, I remember last yeah. year. Oh, he's out of the box. He's out of the ministry box. Was, I don't want you to just uh, encourage the body of Christ with your gift. I want you to reach the lost. And so we have a different gift that we can offer that Chris Tomlin might not. Wow. And so we have to go out and be able to provide yeah. that also. And so that's yeah. kind of where you know, that so, paradigm shift is. You know, changed. it's interesting that even in, in Corinthians, Paul used the analogy of an athlete. So you were an elite athlete. Oh, right. uh, you, you trained pretty much night and day, seven days a week, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What would it look like if you treated this business like that? Exactly. Wh- what would you do different? A lot. Actually, that's my point. I would. That's my. We don't run our race to win. We don't yeah. run like an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? It's a very valid question. Like why not? Yeah. And see, is it is it okay? The Bible says Jesus says whatever you do. Paul said whatever. Colossians nine. Uh, it's Colossians three twenty two. Whatever you do, work with all of your heart. All. Heart. How much is that? As working for the Lord, not men. You go do this as a holy mission from heaven. You worship Him. You treat it as Him and your holy mission. Whatever you yeah. do, it is the yeah. Lord Christ you are serving. Verse 24. I mean, wow. gosh, we need to treat this thing. We need to go all in. Come on, Amen. everybody say all in. Hey, all in. All, all in. in on your thing, man. All Bob. in. All in. Mike, all in. Kelly, all in, guys. Jorge, come on, man. Manny, Bob, can I, hold in. Can Jim, I share? It's time for you I, to quit messing around. That's right. That's right. I, I actually, I, I heard this phrase from my son, via my son from Chris Betts. What's the phrase? You need to, you got to dominate, not dabble. Go to dominate, not dabble. <laughs> I love it. That's a good, That's I actually used it on him. <laughs> oh, we've been saying it all week. <laughs> Sasha's like, Jordan, we've got to dominate. Not Apple. <laughs> Come, on, man. Come on, man. You guys are so awesome, man. You guys are awesome. Jim? Boom. Yes, sir. Yeah. Boom. Bob, can I just can share the... Uh, can I, can I share the great, What's the great your, testimony? Give it to us. Okay. I was meeting this one guy, you know, through a mutual friend. The three of us were sitting in a coffee shop. And we're talking about these kind of things. And one guy, I didn't know where he was. With, I knew he was a Christian. That's all I knew. I didn't know where he was at with his faith walk or any, any of that. But it just occurred to me to tell these guys that I looked him in the eye and I said, you know what, Daniel, you are great. In fact, you are greater than Moses. You're greater than Elijah. You're greater than Joshua. And they looked at me kind of puzzled. And I said, you know, we either believe Jesus's words or we don't. Because Jesus said about John the Baptist, Matthew 11, he said, and he's, he, he's getting ready to turn the corner and talk about the kingdom. And John was kind of this transitional prophet. And he says about John, he goes, there's never been a one born of a woman greater than John. Okay, so that means of all the people ever born, 
This man here, John the Baptist, is the greatest. He's greater than Elijah, all the prophets. He goes, but I'm telling you, that's like truly, truly in Bible language, I'm telling you, knuckleheads, you got to get this. Whoever is least in the kingdom is greater than he. Wow. Okay? Now, so what does great mean to you? And I, and I said... I said to the, uh, one of the guys sitting there, I said, why does it seem so weird for me to look you guys in the eye, and I'm thinking of you, Jordan, right now, I, and I'm, I'm telling, why is it so uncomfortable at first to look you in the eye and say, you are great. You are a great man with great capability and great possibility and a great destiny and great capacity. And, 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 that, and then I said, and, and I'm great. And that was really difficult to say. There was like this shame, like this false humility. Like, and I said, I said to my friend Daniel, I said, why is that difficult to say? And he gave me a one-word answer that, that threw me back in my chair. He goes, accountability. He said, because as soon as you say that and really believe it, you can't dabble anymore. Wow. You can't, you can't be, wow. you, you have to say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I really believe it. And I expect that greatness to show up in what I do. And I'm not talking about arrogance and, and pomp and, and soul power. I'm talking about the capacity to steward living, and to grow in, in rulership. You are calling in our destiny that he has made for us. Wow. Amen. So Jordan, awesome. you, are gonna do, you are going to do great things faithful. because faithful you are great. And you're going to be great in the music industry. Yeah. I'm prophesying to you, brother. Come on. <laughs> you are great. You are going to do great things. And you, you, you believe it and you expect it. And you know what? If you get into pride, Father is really, really good at spanking you and getting you out of that. But that, you know, it, it, we overplay, we hide behind the, I don't want to become proud card. And we got to stop doing it. We got to, we got to be who we are. We're born, we're in the palace now. You know, we're not out there. We're not slaves and we're not the orphans under the cardboard boxes anymore. We've been brought into the palace and we're in training, but it's training unto greatness. No apologies. He deserves that out of us. Wow. You know, another reason I feel like people don't run the race is they're afraid to work hard. I think there's a, uh, a golden Willy Wonka ticket. Why are you looking at me? I <laughs> And uh, in, in a lottery ticket mentality in most Christians. That Look over at Jim. He's, he's more. Yeah. I, I mean, life is pretty much a permanent vacation for this guy. Yeah. That's it. He's, he's my business partner. I, I've been diligent to enter into his rest. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thoughts. No, I just, I think um, to really run the race, to do the work, the 10 years to do the martial arts and then apply that, it's, there is to do it well, to, to really hit financial goals if that's something that you're trying to strive for or to be... Uh, the best in your field, I think um, I think Christians really don't ever see themselves as the best or want to put the effort into something like it's required to do. Um, and not just that, but the education, the schooling, the hard work. I mean, is it okay to be a Christian and work 50 hours a week? Is it okay to be a Christian and work nights while your kids are sleeping? You're actually jumping pot. You're jumping shows. That's one of my next shows. Yeah, I mean, that's so good. There's a level of commitment that's required for us yeah. to shine 
and I think most people shoot themselves in the foot because um, they don't know what they're so they're, they're made of, and I think that somehow holds them constantly back. They don't they don't take the steps necessary to get the training, the mentoring, the schooling, whatever it is. To so true. Be to, to get the well, yeah, and then the just fullness to of their calling. and just apply themselves. And frankly, not to job hunt yeah. or, or job like skip and do all these things that just means consistent, put your head down and work really hard for 30 years. Right. And it's have another the vision show, for dude. it. Another We're show. out of time. So awesome thoughts. You guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, guys. So I want to meet gonna, these guys in person, man. These, these, not these, dabble, these right? guys are bros. Come on. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jim. You bet. <laughs>